Okay, guys, my schedule has quickly filled up with clients just in these last two weeks. To say that I am stoked about the work ahead for my clients is truly an understatement. I know that if they do what I say, the results will come 100%. Just like any dream or goal, it's not going to come in a straight line from point A to point Z. There will be some zigzags and ups and downs, but I am committed to getting results for my clients as if their goals were my own. So if you're looking to get into a consistent and sustainable fitness routine, you need some accountability and direction, I've got you. I would love to set up a free 60-minute call to talk through your goals, your setbacks and struggles, and help you come up with a plan for the next 30 days. You can head over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash step one, that's step and then number one, and fill out a quick questionnaire, or you can simply submit your name and email and I will be in touch so we can schedule that call. My client capacity is full at the moment, but let's talk near future plans. And if anything, get you a jumpstart on your fitness so you can rock your business, your relationships, and your life with confidence. Go over to www.nataliejean.com forward slash step one. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome Ailey to the podcast today. And uh, Ailey and I know each other through the Jenna Kutcher KBB Implementation Lab group. And then she and I have been talking over the last several weeks, just kind of connecting through our other gro- our other program, the DCA, and just through that time, I've gotten to know her and her passion and mission in what she's doing is pretty exciting. So welcome, Ailey, to the Fit for Business podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, it's so great to have you. Uh, so I like to start off the podcast just asking three words that you would use to describe yourself just so we get a snapshot picture of who you are. What three words would you use? So I did think about this for a while um, and I've decided I think the three things that I would use for myself are resilient, empathetic and analytical and it's quite funny because they don't necessarily seem as if they would go together but um, yeah I think that's kind of what my life has guided me towards and who I like feel like that sums me up so. Awesome. And if I, obviously I haven't said it yet, but you um, have an accent. So where are you from? (laughs) I'm from Scotland. Um, Though I have, that'll, I guess, be part of my story. I've moved around a lot, but um, so sometimes people in Scotland don't think I sound particularly Scottish, but my accent is Scottish. So, um, or like Scottish British, because I have moved around within the UK so that's awesome I think that's that's the accent (laughs) that's like my favorite one of my favorite parts about this just whole experience of the last year is meeting people and knowing people like all across the world and so it's been so fun and the time zone thing is a little tricky but I I just trust you (laughs) that I'm like hey how about this time zone and then you figure that out (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so. it's just UK time because UK is same time zone for all of it. So GMT at the moment. So okay. yeah, that good to know. Uh, <laughs> so then, tell us a little more about about who you are. So we've got those three words, but if you were to describe yourself more in this season of life, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? Where are you in your season of life? And tell us a little bit about your hobbies and your business. Yeah. So um. I'm 22, so very much single. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so things have been, the last few years for me has been quite um, tumultuous, for lack of a better word. And so I've kind of found myself in this place. So I'll give you like a little bit of background, like a quick background um, to kind of get everyone up to speed on where like I'm at the moment. So I actually... I developed several chronic illnesses when I was 13 and that seems like we're going like quite far back but it's kind of important so basically I was completely bed bound until 18 and like like to the point I would use a wheelchair to get to doctor's appointments and stuff like it was quite a serious illness um, or illnesses so at 18 I basically had to learn how to live again learn how to walk again like all of these things and I did a fast track college course to university um, which means I did every single qualification that you need to go to university within like nine months it was completely crazy it was really overwhelming and a lot of work but I did it and ended up um, at Edinburgh University doing mathematical physics Um, and this was like three four years ago now so I relapsed in my illnesses like two years ago and so the last two years have really been me like figuring out what I'm going to do because my head way that it is and university aren't cohesive for for mathematical physics it's like 60 plus hours of hard maths and physics like all the time so it's not great for anybody's health never mind if you've not already got perfect health so yeah, the last two years have been a complete um, swerve in my life and figuring out what I want to do. I basically kind of looked at, actually interestingly, like what I was good at or like what summed me up as a person. And I decided that I really wanted to mentor people because of the journey that I'd been on and the skills that, because you actually, you gain so many life skills and lessons when you go through the kind of journey that I've been um, going through. So yeah, it's it's been a really interesting process, but I'm now mentoring. Um, I've got five mentees at the moment and it's been such a rewarding process. I'm loving every second um, and such different walks of life as well. Um, and you get to meet so many people. So yeah, that's kind of where I am at the moment. Um, yeah, as you said, we met through Jenna Kutcher KBB. Um, yeah. So yeah, very much like the start of like the business journey, but Okay. So I definitely want to know more about this mentoring that you're doing and and what that's been doing for your life and mentoring these other women. But let's go back a little bit because you were talking about when you're 13 and you had this illness and share as much detail as you want or don't want. But what ended up like what happened between 13 and 18 that caused you to to be wheelchair bound? And then what happened from there at 18? that you were able to like what did you do to to start to live again so kind of maybe walk us through that a little bit in more detail so we get a better idea of what happened and and yeah absolutely 
So when I was 13, it basically did happen overnight. Like obviously with hindsight, there's like things that I can be like, oh, right there. Like I had a couple of like uh, migraines with aura, um, like leading up to it, but nothing that I was like this, like this crazy thing was going to happen. So I basically like, um, it was actually, it was the day after my little sister's birthday and I ended up in hospital because of really bad stomach pain and at that time I didn't know that I basically wouldn't be able to um, function after that. I Nobody knew what was wrong with me. I was diagnosed with like chronic fatigue syndrome, ME, or at the time it was called um, post-viral fatigue but that was never like a diagnosis for me. That was just like we don't know what's wrong with you we've run all the relevant blood tests that's what you're getting at the moment and um they really didn't have any more answers than that for five years basically that wow. was um that was it i like yeah i stayed in bed um i it it's hard to put into words like the whole experience because it was it's just so out of the realms of like understanding if if it doesn't happen to like if I'd not been through it I wouldn't believe myself like I would have such bad brain fog I wouldn't be able to remember people's names I wouldn't be able to get through sentences um I would like crawl to the bathroom if I needed to get there I would have to call my mum to be like can I have a glass of water if I wanted one um yeah as I said I would use wheelchairs if I had to get somewhere then I would use a wheelchair to get to my doctor's appointments um yeah it was it was a really difficult time like there was there was better like periods of time throughout that um those years but as a like as a lifestyle it was um for like especially because I think like when I think about 13 year olds now like and I think about what I was going through at that time it was overwhelming um and there's there's so many bits that people don't think about in terms of like you go from seeing people your own age every day to there was like a patch like a period of time where I realized that I hadn't seen somebody my own age in about seven months like um and I'd only seen my family in weeks like it was it's such an isolating place and it's even more isolating because you literally just live within your brain you're not because you can't move around like I couldn't watch tv or listen to music like the level of exhaustion that I felt at the time was like I honestly thought I could close my eyes and just disappear because I couldn't like I couldn't lift my head up like it was yeah it's quite it's hard to fully like get across like but yeah Yeah. that's that's where I was with it so it was literally like just overnight you had some, some health issue and then doctors couldn't explain it test after test. And so for years you just lived the best way that you knew how, but you just, it was like just taking it day by day and going through that. Gosh, I couldn't even imagine as a, as a teenager and experiencing something like that. So then what happened at, you know, 18 or what changed for you? So basically like throughout this whole time, like my family were phenomenal. Like they, like my whole family, not just like my mum and dad, but like my aunts and uncles and everything, they were always like looking for, like looking up news articles and like talking to friends and like trying to find out and like what is wrong with, (laughs) with Ailey. And um, eventually my mum's friend 
is a doctor and he'd been looking through some medical articles and he found out um, about, it's called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome or POTS for short. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. great name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a form of dysautonomia. I'm throwing a lot of words at Yeah, these are big words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, But it basically means that all the things that your body should regulate um, from everything like how much your eyes water to like how often you breathe in a minute to like your hair falling out like it all like there's so many things like um, the biggest thing is heart rate so your heart rate should regulate itself and when you stand up your blood vessels should tighten up and um, basically like boost your like keep your blood pressure at least level whereas mine wasn't doing that um, so basically anytime I was trying to do something, like even if I was just walking, like walking a few steps, my heart rate would shoot up to like 160, 170 wasn't uncommon for me to see in a heart rate monitor after wow. I knew that I had this. So like if I was trying to brush my teeth, it was like running a marathon. And, um, because my heart rate was doing this, even when I was asleep, that's why I would wake up and be instantly shattered because it was genuinely as if my body was running a marathon while I was sleeping and yeah there's now because POTS quite often isn't it's not a standalone illness like I have several around it now that I've like that we've discovered but that's probably the one that like that was why I was able to then go to college and stuff once I was given the medication for POTS it gave me a massive boost in quality of life at that point. Okay. So now you have an you you've started taking the medication and you're feeling a little better. How did that change for you uh, mentally? Did you and your health, did you really focus on like things you were eating or your exercise or was it still more just like let's get through the day, let's you know, let's get from point A to point B with walking. What does this look like? Absolutely. So my even before that, I had completely changed my diet. Um, my diet now is, it's really hard to explain what diet I'm on, but like sometimes I'll say it's like everything that a vegan does, but that but I eat meat, so that really doesn't make sense to people. But it's like, yeah, so I'm not allowed dairy products. I'm not allowed, um, yeah, like I'm not allowed a whole bunch of things. Um, so it's basically, I can eat meat and veg is basically nowadays and coconut products that's kind of what we've got it down to because so one of the other conditions that I've got is um, mast cell activation syndrome and it kind of means I have like allergic reactions to a lot of different things whether it's like perfume or um, in the air or like things in food so I have to be really really careful about my diet um, like unbelievably careful but I was doing that anyway because I think that was it was kind of around the time of like people being like don't eat gluten so yeah. um, it was like as soon as you're not well like don't eat gluten so yeah like I like even that in itself like at the time like as, at 14 like this was kind of before people like it was like a thing to be gluten-free like there wasn't any gluten-free like aisles and shops or anything like that so like even that in itself was quite a big like step to take but yeah so yeah now like I don't eat carbs apart like yeah I can't eat carbs because um, my blood pressure drops too much if I eat carbs um 
like I can eat like vegetables that's like as carby as I can really go yeah um, but yes yeah, so, like my my whole life now and even back then it was all revolved around so, like my mum and I would have a point system and we always said like I'm there's never going to be anything that makes me a hundred percent well or a hundred percent healthy but it's like out of a hundred like how many points can we give you or give myself to push towards like having a better quality of life wow that's such a great perspective so so maybe someone that's kind of in those shoes what would you like explain this point system a little bit more so it's actually really interesting so my mom and I had this point system before I ever heard about any other point systems but it's interesting because within people that have chronic illnesses that deal with fatigue or exhaustion or anything like this, they're known as spoonies. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of spoonies, but basically spoonies are, yeah, they're people with um, chronic illnesses that have exhaustion. And so they kind of think of it as in like spoonfuls of sugar. So if you've got, like 10 like so say an average person has a hundred spoons of sugar that they can use a day and the spoons of sugar energy then it's like we maybe have like 40 or 30 to use so it's like how many spoonfuls of sugar do you or spoons do you use to brush your teeth wash your face and like what can you do to like have more spoons so that's kind of how the spoon system works if someone's listening that um knows more about the spoon system they're probably like she's doing an awful job of explaining this <laughs> well but for somebody that doesn't know anything about it you're doing a great job <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think that's the thing because it's, it's hard to, um, yeah, it's hard to try and make it understandable for everybody. Um, but yeah, so basically there's certain things in your day that you can do that will give you more spoons, more, more energy effectively and things that will really suck energy so we all know that we've got those like people have those friends and you you, like you talk to them and they just they just take energy feel at the end as if you're just drained um but then you've also got friends that like boost your energy so it's like you can kind of if, if you've been going through this process for a while I can almost tell like if somebody's going to like give me like plus or minus five spoons you know like wow so if I'm visiting someone yeah it's like so yeah there's there's different things but yeah obviously like eating right will give you more spoons um getting like quality sleep yeah there's there's so many things that oh drinking enough water yeah um, I think that's so relatable for people and it's it gives you such a visual that whether you have a chronic illness or not like if you're just somebody that feels like you're in a rut with your health that if you think of this idea of the of being a spoonie and what how like what activities will give you more um, energy or spoons of sugar and you nailed it because it's for everybody like eating the right foods getting the right amount of sleep drinking enough water so I think that's so under it it relates to a lot of people you know something that I heard that I absolutely loved recently as well was so what is your diet um and to so many people diet is just what you eat but diet isn't just what you eat it's what you consume online it's what you it's how when you see people like are the people good for you it's um what you're listening to in music and 
like your morning routine like your diet is everything about your day like what are you doing what is your diet and I think that's really interesting because we protect what we eat so much nowadays like diet like diet as in food is such a big thing but we don't protect the other aspects of our life that might be draining us or sustaining us so I think it's a really important thing whether you've got a chronic illness or not is look at your diets like Mm -hmm. are you like are you feeding yourself with the right lifestyle to give you the best chance yeah a hundred percent consuming everything you consume whether it's uh, consuming the food or consuming the social media consuming the tv the news everything that you consume is is all part of your diet and it's part of your health now that we're kind of you've figured out what you have, you figured out the foods that you need to eat, or for the most part, it might still be a daily battle of like, you know, <laughs> this food doesn't work today or whatever. How has your life been now just in the last couple of years? So you were talking specifically about the last two years has been, um, you know, I don't know if it, what the word was that you used, but tell me about the last two years specifically. So the last two years, not the last year, but the the year before that was probably the toughest year of my life. Um, I was, when I relapsed, it was so, so difficult because I'd, I'd built my life back up. I was happy with where I was. And that is the thing, like chronic illness can be so cruel in that way that it does just rub, like it just rips the rug out from underneath you. And I think that was, that was kind of coming to terms with that. And because I actually think that even though I was sicker for a much longer period of time before, the, that year was the most difficult year physically that I'd ever experienced. And it was, it was really scary as well because I got to the point that I would have, um, game is not a good way of saying it, but basically I would start counting down when I would have a really bad symptom. I would find it difficult to even breathe or my vision would start going blurry or whatever. And I would set a timer for 30 minutes. And it was like, if the symptom doesn't abate within 30 minutes, then I'll call an ambulance. And so that, that was what I was dealing with. And that was like almost, I would say for a good few months, like almost every day I would play that game (laughs) as they're calling it. That was a really really tough time to go through but I think that it taught me just how well resilient as we said at the beginning I like my I have a lot of confidence in the amount of inner strength that I have because of what I've been through I think that it taught me that I can do whatever I put my mind to and I know that there's people out there that need some strength some support some um encouragement and I was like I can I can give people that I have, I have inner strength to spare, resilience to spare. I can help. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, um, to get, to get away from that. Like I, I had to go on another like whole medical investigation again and I found some really incredible doctors. I have, um, I go to London, um, for my doctors now and they're very, very specialist. Um, and I'm, so so lucky to find them because not everybody's lucky enough to find doctors that will um try and investigate what's going on because they are what the conditions I have now are so incredibly rare that most most doctors have never even heard of them or been taught about them wow so so that first that first year you said in the last two years the first year was the hardest of your life so 
then you found these doctors that you are so grateful for. So what changed in the last year? Did you, did you get new like medication? Did you change your food? Did you exercise? What changed to get you where you are like today? And then I want to get into um, how you're giving back. So the, the doctors that I found, they put me on a whole, I take, yeah, they put me on a whole bunch of medication. I take more pills than most people will take in a lifetime in a day. Um, I think at the moment I might be up to, it's a mixture of pharmaceutical and supplements, but I think it's up to 40 pills at the moment. Every day. (laughs) Um, Every day. (laughs) And they have to all be taken at very specific times. Um, so I have a lot like medical alarms going off like all day being like take this pill take that pill like it's it's great but yeah that that was the main thing that helped me was getting that um like supplement and pharmaceutical kind of routine basically I check back in with those doctors roughly every six weeks to see if they need to change anything um update anything and that that was really what got me out of um the year before but I've also the that's the thing like the more health that you get, the more that you can put into having better health. So when I got onto that medication, there's now been things like I've started working out on like actually in the last three weeks, um, because I now have enough energy to do that. Um, I still have a lot less energy than the average person. Um, I would say I probably have about five usable hours in a day. Like most people, if you think about from when you get up to when you go to bed, I'd say most people have around like 16 usable hours sure so obviously that is still much less but I can use one of the usable hours to work out and then get more energy from that and because there's things as well like I've not been strong enough to sit up for so even when my health got better I still didn't have the core strength to be able to sit up for long periods of time so that's something that I'm really working on now is building the core strength to be able to sit up walk around and yeah move like because movement is just so important in itself so yeah yeah oh, that's I agree 100 percent. so I do have a question related to that but I'm gonna ask that after this tell me about okay. your now giving back and you're mentoring other girls so tell me what that looks like what are you doing so for mentoring, um, I am actually, I'm training to be a life coach at the moment. Um, and so I will use some of the tools within my mentoring that are from life coaching. But mentoring is different in the sense that I can give actual advice. With life coaching, you assume that the client knows what's best for them and you help them get there. Whereas with mentoring, I can actually use some of my experiences and be like, okay, this helped me try doing this exercise um so I use a lot of the skills that I've got over the past 10 years and yeah so at the moment I'll use a concrete example at the moment I've I'm mentoring one woman that's also got chronic illness and we go through like what she does as soon as she wakes up to give her a better day we talk about what her goals are and how to get there and like using experience that I've had, like I can recommend like books or um, I can recommend exercises. Like most people will get, I hate the word homework, but for the purpose of this, like I'll set up exercises that people do when they're not with me to help them um, get to the next level. But I'm also, I'm mentoring somebody with their business because obviously I've been in this kind of business journey for the last few months so yeah it's it's so varied um and that's what I love about it so much is because 
we're not just one thing in our lives. We've not just led like one experience. We've got all these experiences that accumulate to who we are. And it's like you can reach from any of those experiences to help the mentor, the person that you're mentoring. So, so when you're mentoring these girls and uh, I'm, I'm assuming actually they're women. Are they all women or do you mentor men? Uh, currently they're all women, just the way that it's worked out. But yeah, I, I'd be happy to mentor men. But um, yeah, no, they're all women. Um, though a very large age range because my youngest mentee at the moment is 16 and my oldest is 55. So it's oh a very broad age range. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's the, the thing that's important for me though is that kind of because of my story like so many different people kind of my story will resonate with them so like something that I've, I don't think I've actually mentioned during this but I, I am adopted from China so I am I'm not white and I live in a white society so that brings about like its whole range of challenges so if that's what resonates with somebody then obviously they can come to me for that um my parents were and my dad was in the forces when I was growing up so I moved around well, I'd lived in four countries by the time I was four. So oh my goodness. there's a whole, yeah, that's a whole story in itself. But so culturally, um, I'm quite used to like learning about new cultures and like moving to new places and like how to make new friends. It's like, it's all of these, all of these lessons that I've learned that I can help people with. So yeah, it's, it's not just obviously the chronic illness or like that part of my life. It's my whole, my whole story that I use to help mentor people. Yeah. So if, if someone were to say to you or to anybody that like, even to me, they, there are three main excuses and the excuses for not focusing on their own health is they say that they don't have time. They say that, you know, they don't have enough money to whatever, invest in a gym or whatever, or they just don't have support from whether it's a spouse or family or friends what would you say to someone that uh, is struggling with any of those three, given your story and what you've, you've been forced to spend time on your health, you've been forced to spend money to figure out your health and, and you've had quite a, a support system. So for somebody that is some, in a similar place, what advice would you give to them? I think the thing is, is excuses. In a lot of ways, excuses are a luxury. Because if you've got excuses to not work in these things, it means that you're in a place where you are not being forced to work in those things. And what I would say is you want to stay in that luxury. You want to stay in that place where you do not have to work on them. And that's the thing that I will say to people now is if people have signs of their health declining, it's like work on them before you have to work on them. Because there's health in itself is such a luxury. And it's something that so many people forget nowadays that not everybody in this world is healthy, even with the medical systems that we have in place. There are so many people out there that do not have the luxury to choose to work on their health. So at the end of the day, our bodies are the vehicle that we live in, that we move around in. Do not take better care of things that are external vehicles than you do the vehicle that you literally live your day to day in. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Like I, I'm going to like <laughs> put that as a quote in everything <laughs> that I have because you nailed it. Like, and, and coming from somebody that has experienced what you've experienced, I think just hits us so much more because if I were to say something like that, people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you own a gym, you, that's what you do. But for you, for coming from someone like you going through that story that you have, that's, it, 
you nailed it. For you personally, what uh, in the next year, what are your personal health goals? Like what, what do you hope to achieve with your health over the next year? I would love to get to a place where I can wake up and have some certainty because that's something that I still don't have. I don't know when I wake up if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get things I want to get done done. That's that's the thing that I wish for probably the most is um, just having control, like having that control back um, where I can plan things and know that I'm going to be able to follow through on them because I don't always have that luxury. But yeah, that's that's probably my biggest health goal this year. So different than so many other people that are saying, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds. You know, it, it just puts it into perspective and such a great reminder yeah. for us. Yeah, I, that's it's, weight loss is such an interesting thing for me now with everything that I have been through because if that's the one thing that I could say to people is just love your bodies so much for what they are and what they do for you and stop worrying about what they look like aesthetically. Like your body is such a functional entity. It does so much for you. Love it with everything you've got because not everybody can think about, you know, the other, the other parts. Like if I was a hundred pounds heavier, but was able to get through my day then it would be incredible for me and that's also not to be like your problems aren't problems because that's so important as well like obviously everyone's dealing with what they are but yeah um, yeah like I, wish I could say to my 13 year old self like honestly don't worry about what you look like in the mirror like you're doing sport like that's all that matters yeah so. yeah oh that's so good it's so good it it makes me even just think about like my own health and and how lucky I feel or you know that that I am blessed to to wake up and work out as a choice and not like I'm forcing myself to to look a certain way or whatever it's just it's purely a love for moving my body Okay. This is, you are amazing. You have such an incredible story and we literally heard like probably just such a small part of your whole story, but where can then people find you and, and know more about you? Where can they connect with you? So I'm Invisibility Uncovered on Instagram. And actually, by the time this podcast goes out, my website, invisibilityuncovered.com should be up and running. So um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really, really excited. But my blog um, should be up on there as well by that point. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more than my about, I've, I have already written the about page. So my about page should answer other questions. Awesome. Well, Ailey, thank you so much. You have such an incredible story. And I really hope that uh, some of the listeners that are listening in can resonate with you and connect with you and, uh, you know, work with you, whether mentoring or whatever in any aspect of their lives. So thank you so so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.